Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Digital Masters Podcast. Today, I go over the six steps to build a content marketing strategy that actually generates revenue. I took this from a talk that I did this morning and stay tuned, this is a great episode. And I also go over Q&A from live audience questions at the end. So let's get into this. All right, guys, thank you for being here. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, if you don't know me, actually, I think everybody here does. So I'll skip that. I'll jump right into the uh, presentation today. And then keep in mind, there is a way for you to, to do a Q and A. So there's a little Q and A button down at the, on zoom and you can click that and answer, ask questions and I'll either answer them on the fly or near the end, depending on, on the, the context of that. All right. So I'll go ahead and share my screen. All right, great. So the six steps to build a content strategy that actually generates revenue. That's the important part, right? So it's easy to create content, but we ultimately need to get that content to generate uh, revenue. So I put this together after seeing a post by Chris Walker at Refine Labs. He's a very well uh, respected marketer in the tech startup space. And he, he did a, a post and really laid everything out in a really nice, easy to follow format. And so I took the last two years of, of my work working with clients and just noticed how easily it fit within uh, the basically the, the framework that he laid out. So I combined all of those two to create this presentation and all the and, and as well the worksheets that go along with that so that you can actually do this on your own. Um, and what I'm what I'm showing here is the same system that I've that I've used to um, build out my business. Now, th this is just a quick snapshot of the calendar that I have and the calls that are getting booked on that um, and what helped me generate or add 30K a month to my, my revenue in just a matter of three months. And really the reason why I put this together is because as I've been working with at least 50 people this last year, really more than that, um, what I realized is just a lot of people are overwhelmed trying to implement these strategies or they're frustrated. You know, it's like there's so many options out there, so much noise that they get stuck and don't do anything or they get spread too thin doing too much and don't make an impact right um, and then a lot of people are frustrated just because they've they've had quite a few failed attempts and they've wasted time and they've wasted money so if you don't know me i'm stephen pope um, i'm the ceo uh, at sgp labs and um, before this i ran a, a tech company uh, project ricochet and it was really after I sold that company, started my next business, and I really got into marketing that I looked back and I knew that I could have built that business even faster. And so that's really when I got inspired to start helping other people build their business. And so I started working with clients, helping them grow and applying these same principles to my business. And uh, here we are. And here's some of the clients that I've been working with. So this is Summit CPA. They're doing $9 million a year now. They grew by $2 million in the last year, and they, they were able to just land... Um, 10 new clients in a single month based off some of the work we were doing on YouTube. And then there's Kirk here. You know, I've worked, been working with him for a couple of years now. The first year he went from 200,000 to 400,000 and the second year from 400,000 to 800,000. So let's go ahead and jump into the content strategy. So I really break this down into, you know, four keys, four steps, however you want to look at it. And um, so really number one is like, what are the skills and or team that you need to get this done? And then what is the point of view? Like, what is what are you gonna be talking about? What does your audience care about? How do you formulate your point of view to communicate something that's uh, that's worthwhile to, to build an audience? 
And then how do you actually build that content? How, what's the content creation process that you go through? How do you do the post-production of that content? How do you distribute it? And then how do you gather those audience insights and apply them to really accelerate uh, your ability to, to grow your business? So we'll start with um, this concept of community-driven content, right? So um, a lot of people put on podcasts, a lot of people um, are creating content, but what I've noticed in doing my, um, doing my live shows and actually having created a, a community where I'm engaging with people on a daily basis or doing these presentations live like this where I can interact with people is you really build a sense of community with the people that you're, um, you, with the people that you, you'd like to work with. Um, and it really starts to instill um, a mindset where you have to really engage people instead of just like creating a podcast and just talking about what you want to talk, talk about, or really, or, or sitting by yourself and saying, Hey, what do people really want to, to hear? You're really going out and engaging with people, understanding where they're coming from, what they, what they care about, and then providing value directly to them. And so uh, this is really just like a mindset of really trying to build a sense of community around your content instead of just like pushing content out to them. And it also really helps you create a clear metric for success. You know, can you get people to join your events? Can you get them to listen? And can you get them to be to keep coming back, you know, um, event after event? So that really helps you create a uh, a system to to uh, go on and on. So it also might be a little bit counterintuitive, but you need to engage first in order to learn what people want, right? So when I'm working with clients, one of the main things I think is like, what are we going to talk about? And you probably have a pretty good idea of what you should be talking about, but it's when you really start interacting with people that you really learn um, what, what they want, and then you can deliver that. And so all we're doing really here is just really combining two things that we know work really well, which is community and content and putting those things together and building a content strategy around that. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the skills or the team that you need. So there are four distinct skills. Um, it doesn't necessarily need to be four different people. You know, one person can definitely um, do all of these things um, or, or at least three of them. Um, so like myself, I mean, I, I could do three of these different things, but you ultimately need a subject matter expert. This is the person that's going to be delivering the, the, the thought leadership content, um, the person that's the expertise, the person that has the leading thoughts. You can obviously bring in guests as well, but um, over time, you're definitely going to want to be able to have this, in, this resource internal so that, um, so that you're not always relying on an outside guest. It's like over time, it might be hard to just always have guests on to, to deliver this thought leadership content. And then you also need an architect who is that person that owns the result? Um, who's the one that's actually making sure that the business objectives, usually revenue, um, are being met? Uh, and this is important because a lot of times people outsource this and, you know, or, or they're just doing it internally and people just get into like a, a system where they're just kind of checking off boxes and, and somebody doesn't really own the, the, the business objective, right? So ultimately this needs to generate revenue and somebody needs to be responsible for that. Somebody needs to be figuring out when are these events, 
um, what is what are the topics? How can those events be distributed to different platforms? Somebody needs to be architecting this entire process and making sure everything gets done. And then there's the creative. You know, who's the person that can produce, shoot, and edit all of this content once it's done? Um, and then who's the distributor? Who's the person that understands the social media channels? Like if it's LinkedIn or TikTok, who's the person that understands the channels so that when they're distributing the content there, it actually gets seen and people are engaging with it? Because engagement here is going to be the secret sauce to making your content really relevant to the people that are, are watching it. And so we, we can talk about outsourcing. You know, a lot of times people want to outsource these different things. And I think you certainly can outsource individual pieces of this, or you can hire contractors to help you do specific pieces of it. Um, but ultimately, the architect, somebody needs to own the results so that whatever is being outsourced is getting done in a specific way. And, it, and, and you're, not, you're not assuming that some outsourced company is going to be able to do some of the um, the thought leadership material or figuring out what are the best clips to, to distribute, all that kind of stuff. So there are certain things that need to stay in-house in order for it to be uh, effective. So then we need to talk about like, what is your point of view? This is where you're really getting clear on like, what does your audience really care about? What are the things that they're struggling with? Um, you know, I happen to know that a lot of my clients struggle with putting together a content strategy. Um, and so that's something that I'm, I'm putting together for you guys right now. Uh, and, and how does that like really deeply align with your business goals, right? So you need to like really master those things. What does your, your audience care about? And what are you, how are you delivering the information such that it really aligns with your business goals and will help generate revenue? Um, you really want to be able to display your expertise in a way that your audience likes and then sees you as the expert in the industry. Um, and one thing that I think is important here is that it's hard to have all of this figured out like when you first get going, right? So you're going to make some assumptions, you're going to answer some of these questions, but ultimately until you start engaging with people, it's going to be hard to like really nail that out and have it perfect. So it's important to build the strategy that I'm helping you think through right now, but then ultimately you just need to take action and engage people and then let that continue to drive the strategy moving forward because you're actually interacting with people and that will allow you to, to pivot. And so the, the questions you're thinking about is like, what does your audience care about? What are your leading thoughts? Like, what, how, how are you a thought leader? Um, so, so for instance, I think a lot of companies, most companies need to see themselves as tech companies. Most companies need to see themselves as media companies. I think uh, CEOs need to be uh, marketers in some degree. They need to understand these things so they can own the result of the of the marketing activities that they're doing. And then what are the, some of the obstacles that, you're, that your audience is facing? And then what is the market saying that isn't true? So what are the things that a lot of the people out there in the marketplace are saying as truth that really aren't truth and that you can, that you can use those things to, to sharply contrast yourself against other people in the marketplace? So the next piece is really just mapping out what is all of the content that you're going to be producing. So I'm moving towards a model and I'm, I'm shifting all my content uh, to that as we speak, but really trying to do live events. So how can you, how can you, how can you do your podcast or how can you do a workshop or Q and A's these different, these different content creation pillar pieces 
in such a way that you can record it and actually interact with people. Um, and that, that goes back to the, the community-driven content creation process. And what, what's also really good about the live events is that you really, um, you re really create a situation where you're accountable for showing up every week because consistency in these things is important. It's very easy to start a podcast and then to stop it um, because you, you don't, you're not accountable to anybody. So when you put on a weekly event, whether it's a podcast where people can show up and you can, you can chat with the guests, but you can also interact a bit and, and answer things as they come in. Um, that forces you to show up every week. You can't just show up on a Thursday and just decide you're not going to do that podcast. Um, so it really, really helps you not only engage, but hold yourself accountable. Um, and then also that Q&A, like we talked about, that engagement is really going to help you fuel your ability to pivot and improve your content over time. And then you can also use social media to, to like when you're posting on, on LinkedIn or whatever, and using the, the comments or the engagement you see on other posts to really drive the discussion topics so that you're always answering questions that are top of mind and relevant to people in that moment, right? Um, so what I recommend is that you, you start twice a month um, and then as you get going and you get into a groove and you've got your processes down, then you can, you can go ahead and do it on a weekly basis. Because when you're doing it on a weekly basis, then you're going to have four you know, 30 minute to 60 minute videos that you can take and you can chop up into other pieces of content and deliver that to uh, social media and the, and the other, play, other, other places where your audience actually hangs out. Uh, and then on the, on the content creation piece, one other important point is like, so I've mostly been talking about long form content, like podcasts, workshops, and stuff like that. But uh, short form content is, is potentially an important part of your strategy as well. You know, if you create individual pieces of content um, as native individual pieces of content, like a specific TikTok or a LinkedIn post where you're just writing something, um, that's another way that you can build, um, you know, quick, I guess, accelerate the awareness that you exist and bring attention to these other live events that people are holding or that you're holding so that they can show up and engage with you there. So, you know, using a platform like TikTok, making individual videos is a really quick way of accelerating the awareness of people that, that know you. Um, and begin to like you and begin to trust you. And then also just make sure that you're planning, planning this out week to week. Like, what are we talking about next week? What are my posts going to be about? And then driving that from that point of view we just talked about in the previous slide. So the next piece you need to really hammer out is the post-production. So how do you post-produce this video? So I'm recording this video right now. When I'm done with it, like, how do I take that? and repackage it up so that it's optimized for the other channels, right? So, so if, if we're talking about YouTube and a podcast and like LinkedIn, it's fairly straightforward, right? So it's like I can, for the most part, with just a little bit of cutting, I can take this and push it to, to YouTube. I can rip out the audio and I can publish that to a podcast and I can take, I can make little clips and just add a, a header and a footer uh, so that I have a, a header and the captions below. And then I can distribute little little clips of this to social media. Um, other platforms might be a little bit more complex, like TikTok, because now it becomes like a vertical format, right? It's, it's not like the square uh, that we see on LinkedIn or the the horizontal view that we see on YouTube. So, but it's it's a pretty straightforward process for most platforms. It's just when you get to stuff like TikTok, then you have to start thinking a little bit more creatively about how that works. Um, 
and, and this is one of those sections here where I, I tell people to, to be careful of, of what part you outsource because selecting the clip from this presentation that I'm giving you now is an important piece. Like where do you start the clip and where do you end the clip? And what is the title that goes at the top of the clip, right? And then um, that's a skill. And you as the thought leader, the subject matter expert, that's gonna be hard for you to outsource to someone else, okay? So you can obviously have somebody helping you create the assets, but in terms of like selecting what clip to use and whatnot, uh, that's something that you wanna, you wanna own internally. So then the, the, the next pillar or step really is just really building out that distribu distribution cadence that optimizes your audience, uh, that's optimized for your audience and the platform that you're, you're publishing to. So, you know, when you publish to LinkedIn, there's certain best practices that you, that you need to follow. Um, and who is the person on your team that understands LinkedIn or understands TikTok or understands YouTube so that as you distribute this content, that it's, it's in the look and feel and it's what's expected. So that people actually engage it, consume it, and then start to learn about you and then seek you out and figure out that you're having an event, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's like, there's different, like each platform has a different expectation on how much you should post, right? So on TikTok, you know, it's, it's very expected that you, you do more than one video a day. It's not, that's not uncommon. Whereas on LinkedIn, if you were posting three or four times a day, you know, that would be uncommon. So just knowing, so having someone on your team that understands the distribution of these different things uh, is going to be important so that uh, it's, it's getting done the, the way it should be. And then also be, be careful around uh, like the, the, the software platforms that just automate the publishing of your content to the various platforms. Um, there are, yeah, I, I haven't confirmed this one way or the other, but there are reports that if you do automate the publishing of content, uh, it, you could be punished for that. But regardless of that, when you automatically publish content, it does tend to remove you a little bit from engaging with your audience. So it's just the post goes out there at like 8 a.m. in the morning and you're off doing something else. And so that removes you from talking about all the things that I'm talking about right now, which is really getting feedback from people and engaging with them, listening to their comments, answering their questions, and really learning what people are talking about. Because there's all sorts of interesting information you can learn through the comments in your content and then also in other people's content. You can, you can see what people are arguing about, what are their objections to your ideas, and those can be uh, fodder for you in your content creation process. So when you're distributing your content, you wanna have like boots on the ground and interacting with, with people there. And then th this goes a lot into the, this, this, the last step here, which is the audience insights um, and really listening to what people are saying. So this is where you're creating an environment in your business where you can collect that feedback and those insights in real time to, to really drive relevance in your content. Um, and so that you're, you're able to reach your business objectives, uh, you're able to improve your product, you're able to improve your marketing strategy. So all of this content that you're producing, you spent all of this time doing all of these other things. And this is really where the magic happens is because you're actually seeing what people are how they're responding to what you're doing. And then you can take that information and improve everything. And you really want to prioritize the feedback that you get versus your own schedule. So like, for instance, I have a long list of things that I want to make videos about, or I want to talk about. 
but when I get feedback from people or questions or other, or other things that come up uh, from my talks or from social media posts or from TikTok, whatever, I just use those to actually fuel things. So a lot of the things I had planned, I just bump those away or bump those down and actually respond to what people are actually talking about. And then the next piece is really executing on this. So you map out all of those different things, right? So you, you mapped out, you know, what are the skills we need? What is the point of view? How are we going to make this content? What is the post-production process that we have? Uh, how, who's going to be doing the distribution? Who's going to be collecting the insights? And now you've got to actually implement that plan. So what I always uh, tell people is to start with an MVP. And what I mean by that is like a, a, a minimum viable plan. Uh, a lot of time what I see is people bite off more than they can chew. They're going to be, they're going to have, you know, a podcast and a live show, and then they're going to, they're going to have workshops and then they're going to be on TikTok and LinkedIn and they're going to also be on on YouTube. And the trick with that is just that there's a lot there's a lot involved in everything we just talked about. So you really want to start with the minimum viable plan that you can. What are the what are the, the, the smallest number of steps that you can put in place in each of those steps or the, the, the smallest number of tasks you can create to implement each of those steps, get them up and running. And then once you have it up and running, then you can always improve. You can add more channels. You can add more events. Just like I said in the beginning, if you're just getting started, you probably just want to have two events each month. Get that, get the whole like pipeline set up so that you can go all the way and get the audience insights and then add more shows, add more channels after that. And then it's also important to just make sure you're setting deadlines. So as you create these tasks, you know, set up deadlines for each of these different tasks so that you, you get them done. And then once you start executing, stay the course. You know, when you first start posting on social media, usually I, there's not too many people that go on there and just like, just explode. I mean, it does happen, but uh, especially on TikTok right now, just for various reasons about the, it's an early platform. So it's possible to explode there early, but you're going to need to stay the course. You're going to need to engage with people and it's going to take a little bit of time for people to, to even know who you are. Right. It's like none of us wake up uh, to nobody wakes up to come see me or to come see you like we we've all got our own our own objectives in the day so you have to be patient for people to start to understand who you are and why they should um they should be interested in what you're talking about but if you do this right you know you can really see some great results this is just one of my clients they went from 40k to 120k um and in just 11 months So with that, we'll enter the Q&A section if anybody has any questions. All right, so we got one from Alex. Where, how do I source creative distribution people? Yeah, so what's interesting about the creative type is that when you're just getting started, it's actually relatively easy to find somebody on Upwork uh, to, to do the work for you, right? Um, you can find somebody to do, do work for you for 20 or 10 to 20 bucks an hour Again, remember, we're, when, when, when we're talking about just getting started here, you don't have to have a bunch of flashy stuff. You, um, you really just want somebody that can just format it and you know, put the header in there. Uh, you want it to look good, but you don't need to do a bunch of fancy stuff. When, when you're asking somebody to, you know, to I, I don't know, just be really creative and do a bunch of different things, you, it's going to be harder to, to you're, you're going to need to spend more than 10 to $20 an hour. But when you're just getting going, it's very easy to find a, a competent video editor for 20 bucks an hour to, to take the clips that you've done and get them produced for you and send them back to you. Um, and then on the distribution, 
um, that might be one of the, the things that I would encourage you to do if, if you're just getting started to do on your own. Um, because again, the, the distribution of this is all about, you know, pushing the content out to the platforms and, you know, having your feelers out to what people are saying. And if, if, if you're the leader of the business and you're not having some connection with that, then, then the audience insights that you need might not make it back into your content planning and therefore might not, you know, might not like complete the cycle, so to speak of everything that we're talking about here. So how do you source creative people? Upwork is a great place. You might go through a couple of different people, you know, you're all, it's always possible that you run into somebody that's a little bit flaky. Um, so you might go through a couple of different people, but it's quite easy to find somebody that can do the kind of video editing you need to do um, here, uh, there. And then on the distribution piece, there's obviously people that will post and you can find them on Upwork as well. There's obviously people that can post social media content um, but when you're just getting started, that's, I probably would just say, don't do that because then you're not going to get the insights that you need, uh, from all the work that you're doing. So Gabriel, yeah, right now I do manually publish everything. Um, so when I do automation myself, I'm automating really just like all the, all the pieces from the beginning, uh, right before publishing. So, um, I, I publish everything, uh, myself, except for places like, um, like YouTube. I, I do automate that, as you know. Um, but uh, for TikTok, LinkedIn, I mean, from my point of view, that's the, kind of the um, that's the easiest part, really, um, is is the actual publishing of it. But I use automation to help me with all the steps in between, organization, all that kind of stuff. So, how many hours a week does it take to start and grow? effectively and what does a typical week look like yeah that's a great question so one of the reasons why it's nice to have a podcast or a presentation like this is that you show up for an hour maybe you plan it for an hour um, and uh, you don't have to you're not necessarily having to create additional pieces of content um, you know individual pieces of content a day so i guess the, it's hard to answer that a little bit because it's going to partly depend on like how fast you want to grow. Um, you could easily spend, you know, 10 hours a week doing all this, which is going to allow you to grow faster. But you, if you're, if you're looking for like, what's the minimal amount of time that it would take, you know, I, getting going, you know, I would say five hours a week, you know, you're going to, you're going to plan an event. Um, you're going to be doing some post-production work. I, I think you can really optimize it, but you know, it's like in the beginning, you're learning some things. So you're going to want to give you give yourself some time to be thoughtful about that process. Um, so you know, ten to five hours a week, depending, or five to ten, I should say. And then a typical week looks like for me, what I do is on Friday, I do my content planning. So I just I have a list of things that I go through, and I plan what, what am I going to be what am I what am I going to be posting about? What's the event? How am I going to promote it? So basic stuff like that. And then throughout the week. Um, I'm, you know, just each day I'm doing one little thing uh, to push that content uh, objective along. And then usually on a Thursday at about this time, I'll give a presentation. Um, and uh, so that that's essentially what the, the week looks like. Perfect. Okay. And so Gabriel, so how will, will I be repurposing this workshop? That's a great question because I, this is the first time I've been uh, 
using uh, GoTo or not, I keep saying GoTo, uh, Zoom webinar. But I'll, I will publish this to YouTube and I will also create clips from it. And um, I'll also, um, I'll also repurpose this into the newsletter. So uh, next week I'll email everybody that came to this event and say, Hey, um, here's, here's the, here are the worksheets that will help you go through this. And then here's the recorded event, uh, so that you can watch, watch it as well. So that's, um, that's the, that's the main way I'll do it. And then I'll repurpose this into clips for TikTok as best as I can and also LinkedIn. So, so what's, what's, what I like about that question though, is that because this is a new, a new thing that I'm trying, I haven't really mapped that out completely. So I'll just be playing it by ear and just kind of seeing how it feels. Uh, typically I'm doing a live show and I already have an established process for that. I, I wanted to try out uh, zoom webinar just to see how it feels, uh, being able to answer questions like this in a little bit more real time format. Um, so. Other communities and masterminds where people at the same stage can help each other. Um, yeah, I'm sure there are. Um, I, I mean, I actually have a community myself where, where we talk a lot about content strategy and technology tools to help implement this, this here. And there's a lot of people, there's 75 people in there, um, right now. Um, and I'm, but I'm sure there's other communities as well. Um, you, you do have to do a little bit of searching to find um to find them but yeah there's accountability groups i mean there's there's like an endless number of them honestly i just i don't the only one i happen to know and belong to right now is um is the one that uh, that i'm running but if i if i was if i could sit down and pause for a second i could probably think of several after so so maybe if you want to shoot me an email and i could i could uh, i could think of a few more i'm sure i could i just can't think of them off the top of my head right now. Yeah, so when I talk about the MVP, I think, it, yeah, I, I think it is important to, you know, it's like learning, learning how LinkedIn works or learning how TikTok works, learning how YouTube works. These are all skills. And uh, so if you've got a lot of time, you know, managing to do TikTok and LinkedIn, is, it's, it's a possibility. Um, but if you don't, if you've got a full-time job and you're trying to launch this, or you've, you're already serving a bunch of clients or whatever that is, you have to be really cautious of how much you try to do, because what you're really trying to do is complete the loop. Um, you're, you're really trying to complete the loop between the skills you need and the audience insights as quickly as possible. Cause what, what you really want is that feedback from people. Right. And so, if you, if you get lost in the minutia of too many different things, you're trying to do too many things, trying to repurpose too much content, you can end up be keeping yourself busy, but not really getting the insights. So I think that's an important part. So Carol, I, I'd, be, um, I'd be interested to hear a little bit more about like what you have in mind for like a mastermind, like what, um, what would be helpful? Because we could definitely build that into the, uh, the community as well. Maybe we can talk about that at some point. It'd be, it'd be cool to hear your thoughts on like what would be valuable to you. I'll make a note to check in with you on that. All right, guys, any more questions? I'm happy to stay as long as you guys have questions. And then, you know, next steps after this is really just like, you know, just map out your strategy and go for it, right? right? Just keep it to a minimum viable plan and go. Um, 
if you stay engaged with people and you're you're always out there uh, trying to learn about them, trying to provide value for people, you can't really lose uh, as long as you keep things uh, focused. And then again, like if you need any additional help or you have questions, you know, feel feel free to reach out to me directly. So it has been a pleasure. Uh, I uh, would love your feedback. If you want to send me uh, an email, letting me know what you thought of the presentation, I'd love that. And uh, thank you for joining and asking your questions. And I will follow up with everybody with, with this presentation and then the supporting worksheets that go with it. Okay. All right, guys. Have a great Thursday. Bye.